Welcome to the Center of Nothing. I'm Melissa Bell. And I'm Elsie Kane. Happy, I guess it'll be Friday when this thing comes out. Our right? episodes come out on a Friday. Oh, great. That's a new yeah. thing. Yes. Well, new-ish. Yeah. She doesn't really know what goes on. <laughs> I know about certain things that go on. Yeah, like she makes it all pretty and then hands me the package and then I run all over town with it. <laughs> And I love that. Right? Play to our strengths. Oh, my gosh. And now we have Patty. Oh, Patty. Patty. We love you, Patty. Patty, we love you so yeah. much. We missed you so much. Yeah, so thank you, Patty, for being you and being part of us. Yes. Yeah. We love it. Our little shenanigans coordinator. Right? <laughs> or maybe she's a court, uh, shenanigans wrangler. Like, we're normally doing something that needs to be coordinated a little better. <laughs> Facts. That's so true. We should call her the wrangler. Yeah. <laughs> So I came across this quote earlier in the week and it was like, oh my gosh, this is so true. I have seen droves of comments and posts about it on social media. It is a theme that is so common, especially in today's um, age. Are you ready for it? I'm ready. Give it to me. I have no idea what she's going to say. Uh, Do y'all love this? Right? <laughs> I'm uh, on the edge of my seat. Y'all, she <laughs> really. ready for mm-hmm. anything. Christians shoot their wounded. Oh. Wow. That's like borderline offensive. Uh, <laughs> so I love that it offended you and I was like, heck yeah, they do. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, What? <laughs> All right, tell me more. This is like we're in role reversal, and usually you're the one like, tell me more about that. So, yes. Unpack it for me, girl. One of my favorite things to say when you don't understand is tell me more instead of getting offended, right? Yeah. So, tell me more. I don't understand. Like, I want to understand where you're coming from. Um, So, there are many people who are in church, and then something catastrophic in their life happens. Okay. Like a divorce Mm -hmm. or a drug addicted child Mm -hmm. or a prodigal or, I mean, like you name it, something happens and the church doesn't necessarily respond well or at all, Mm. maybe. So um, I, I can just think off the top of my head because... I remember myself going into a church when I was newly divorced and um, they I was checking in the kids and I'm like, oh, so um, their father? And I was like, oh, yeah, no, we're divorced. And the woman looked at me and quite possibly well-intended and she said, oh, that is so terrible. I am going to pray for your reconciliation. Hmm. Well... She doesn't know what that marriage looked like. She doesn't know what I was, what happened. And so for me, it was like, wait, don't, don't pray for reconciliation. You don't even know what's going on. Like that's, anyways. So I know lots of people that their family went to church and then a divorce happens. And, you know, the church doesn't know how to respond. So either you walk by with your head down, right, and ignore the person, only be, not, you're not trying to hurt them, but you just don't know what to say. So you just try to avoid them, right? Right. And if you're a broken person that is going through divorce, you feel like you have like this big like sign on your forehead. So when somebody even unintentionally avoids you, you know that they did it on purpose. 
<laughs> even though even though like you just didn't see them or you really had to go to the bathroom like seriously <laughs> yeah. it's dripping down my leg I gotta go but to right. a person that's mm-hmm. broken that is feeling like they're brave enough to show up to church yeah. and then somebody avoid them so church when you're defining church that is the people in the church that's the church leaders that's everybody within the church pretty much and uh, yeah. of course everybody doesn't do that but here's the other yeah. thing a lot of church staff unless they're very well trained Mm -hmm. sorry guys y'all have kind of lived sheltered lives right like that's how you got to be where you are and that's not a bad thing but when you throw something if they've had a pretty easy going life and you throw something heavy on them it kind of stuns them yeah and if you're not prepared for that, I've been doing this to them all my life, y'all. So I've stunned many a church member. So again, it's know. her favorite. It's her favorite pastime. I mean, like seriously, we talked about this recently in a podcast. Um, it was wait, wait for it. A positive toxicity, toxic positivity. There it is. <laughs> we talked about it recently in that where like the pastor didn't yeah. know how to respond to what was going on. Right, and so. It can be misconstrued. Well, and I think, you know, this goes both ways. I think that we do, as people generally, um, we tend to want to cover up. It's like we've talked about in the past, like people that are grieving. We want to make them feel better. And gosh, the birds are so happy today. Do you hear them in the background? I I don't know know if y'all can hear them, but they they are just having a chorus, a choir out there. Anyway, I digress. (laughs) They are just so loud. They must be having some sort of concert. Um, they're practicing they're for pu- Mother's Day. There you go. But I think, I think too, that when you're in an insecure place, when you have something going on and you feel less than or not good about what's going on or you feel hurt, we also take everything the wrong way. Agreed. You know, and that is, that is really hard. I mean, I've been you know, kind of living that out a little myself, going through the grieving process with my dad and, you know, different things that people say. And it's like, they don't, it's not what I, like, don't ask me that. Like, that can be my first response in my mind. Like, of course I'm not fine, you know, (laughs) or whatever. But it's like, they're only trying to, I can stop and pause and say, they're just trying to be polite. They're just trying to ask. They're just trying to show their love. And there is no right way. There is literally no question that someone could ask me or they or anything they could do that is going to make that go away. Oh, I can. Okay. Do you want a glass of sangria or two? <laughs> it could go away for a few hours. Exactly. Very temporary fun, right? <laughs> yeah. And so I think, you know, that's where it comes into, like, it would have been, it's, it's so much better, but that's our tendency and that's our nature. But then everybody takes it the wrong way. Like that lady, I have no doubt. Well, and I could totally be wrong, but if if she was just a loving Christian, and I've probably said that same thing, like, I am so sorry. I will pray for your reconciliation. That is what most people want. That is what God wants. You do want whatever the situation is for someone who's at fault to turn around and make a change so that there can be reconciliation in a marriage. And sometimes that's impossible because you don't have a willing party on the other end. Or sometimes you have a rogue teenager that the only hope is, you know, 
cutting the rope and letting them flounder until they're ready to come back and letting the Lord deal with them. But it is hard, and I find it. Here's, we all mess up because we're people. Only Jesus did it right when he was here. But what gets my goat. All right, we're <laughs> back to the animal. <laughs> what sticks in my crawl is, in my gumbo, is when people use that as an excuse to just turn away from God and go into church altogether. It's like they were just looking for a reason to not go to church anymore and looking for someone to be mad at. And he's an easy person to be mad at. I mean, he is the creator of the universe. But, like, he's the only one who can fix it, too. Agreed. And so, but also I want to say, you know, there are those situations where people just don't know what to say. And so they say the wrong thing. But then there are also the people that miss interpret scripture or they just stick something on it. I think of people that are dealing with mental health issues. Mm. Well, if you would pray more, if you would spend more time listening to the Holy Spirit, then the evil one in your brain is like... Not biblical. Actually, I'm going to light you on fire right now. You better run. Yeah. Yeah. You better take them heels off, girl, and run. I mean, I'm the first one to tell people that those legalistic, judgmental people, because you can be Christian or not. I don't really know if you act like that, if you truly are living in your Christian faith. Not ours to judge. Not ours to judge. But those people, I always say... You make it harder for me to bring others to Christ than atheists do. Right. (laughs) Because, oh my gosh, you are saying one thing and doing the exact opposite of what Jesus calls us to. Now, again, we're not perfect. Right. Right. And, you know, people do have the best intentions, but when someone's hurting and you, it's a bad combo. Right. And I can totally see how you would get a bad taste in your mouth, you know, and, and it's easy to lump. You know, well, that those people at that church were rude. I'm just never going back to church. Right. <laughs> Ever. Anyone. Right. I'm not even going to try another one. You know, like, we lumped that in. I mean, I ate some chili one time as a kid, and I got a stomach bug and threw that crap up all night. It was terrible. I didn't eat chili for two decades. Girlfriend, I still do not eat Swiss cheese, and I do not eat at Arby's. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> so, you know, we are all... Guilty of, you know, poor th- that poor chili. It wasn't the chili's fault. I mean. But I never ate it. Well, I yeah. do now. Now but. she, like, won the chili cook-off. So she has healed herself, I you have. know. But she couldn't heal herself in a bowl of chili. You know what I'm saying? Like, she didn't crawl in and heal herself. So there are times when the <laughs> church is so hurtful that you need to walk away to heal. Yes. But when you walk away to heal, you are not, mm, it's, probably not a good idea to walk away from the Bible altogether, right? You can't heal from what broke you without your healer. Mm. I would say it's never a good idea to walk away anywhere without your Bible and the Word of God because when the church hurts you, it is God who never does. And it takes you back to the truth. Like so many things that we do in the in churches, in denominations, in this world, we hang it under the banner of being a Christian when it's not even biblical. It's not even in the Bible. What? Well, certain things that that man has created. Oh yeah. You know, certain rules, certain um, what it, I don't know. 
Yeah, I, no, I hear expectations. That. Like they're not in scripture. It's just stuff man is made up and stuck in the church under a denomination, you know, and in the hopes, it probably started out well-intentioned, like in the hopes to keep you safe from another sin or whatever. And so, you know, but it's not Jesus. And it's like, well, gosh, I remember being so freed from all the legalism that I had grown up in and all these expectations that the world and man had put on Christ on the label of Christianity. And then when I started reading scripture, I was like, Oh, well, it's really not that hard. <laughs> yes, I've always thought this is just way too hard. There are so many rules. Now I'm not saying being a Christian is easy cause it ain't, but it's yeah. not as hard as the world and man makes it out to be. Agreed. Because you know what? The pastor's job is to make a point that you're going to remember. So he will harp and harp and harp on that one point. Every Sunday, there's another point he's harping on and it feels so big. But if you get into God's word on your own, right? Just open the Bible. You will be actually very entertained. The Old Testament is quite funny. Um, It's, oh my gosh. It's funny. It's scary. It's pretty awesome. But um, you'll see that like, it really isn't that hard. Um, it's important, though, that you're developing your relationship with God. You're not developing your relationship with the team you're serving with. Those are important, too. But that doesn't get to define your faith in God. And I do think that when something tragic happens and a stellar Christian or a super Christian falls, mm-hmm. right, and that makes you question God and that makes you, I mean, it's okay to question God. He can handle it. But if that makes you question all of your faith, then I maybe question, was your faith ever in God or was it in that person or was it in the building that you attend and the ex- the worship experience you have? Ooh, snap. I'm, I honestly, it's be- true though. It's true. Where, where is your religion? <laughs> I mean, well, we don't really want religion. Where is your faith housed? Right. It's not in a building. It's not in a group. It should be in your heart with the Lord. Exactly. He should be the rock, not a person. And we we are human, and we so easily stick people and situations and events and rituals and traditions on pedestals and make them idols Right. that they can't handle, they can't live up to. They're going to crack under the pressure because they aren't God. Right. Yeah. Feelings are going to be hurt all the time because broken people break people, right? Mm -hmm. But um, I think it's important when something comes up with another Christian or something is offending you. I mean, like, I don't know anyone that's been offended over the past couple years, but I've heard some people have been offended by things. So (laughs) if that's you, I think I really want you to, A, ask yourself, is this person important in my life, right? Because we can start following these accounts of people that we don't really know. Like, I don't know this person. I don't know Jen Hatmaker for real. I know the persona Jen Hatmaker. Um, So if what she is saying is offending me or what I'm thinking goes against what she's saying, right? Right. I don't don't really know if I I really want to argue with Jen Hatmaker. I think I'm going to go to the Bible (laughs) and see what that says, right? Because Jen Hatmaker doesn't care about you or your feelings. That's a good point. And I hate to say Jen Hatmaker. There's hundreds of thousands of people you can choose there, but she was the first one to come to mind because she's super cute and fun. Yeah, and definitely go 
always go back to scripture, but I would say too, you know, we, we briefly talked about this in our last podcast about the story with your son, um, who misconstrued what you said. Oh yes. That was a couple podcasts ago. Mm -hmm. Um, and so if you, if someone says something that truly does hurt you in a way, and it's important to you, that relationship, that friendship, it's okay to go back to that person and mm -hmm. say, you know, I'm in a really tricky place. I'm in a really sad place. I'm in a really low place. And so when you said blah or A, I felt B. And I just wanted to talk to you more about that. And, you know, because I know we were just passing and I don't want that to get in the way. Yeah. And I know that as a person who never wants to get in the way of someone in their relationship with the Lord and their healing, but as an, as a built in encourager, like it is so hard for me not uh -huh. to encourage and say, I'll pray for you and things right. like that. It's so much part of my nature that if someone came back to me like that, I would be so grateful. Right. And if they're not, then you don't need them in your and life. And they weren't your person. They weren't your person. They were the little, they're, they're in the um, group that's sharing your prayer, your Prayer requests as gossip, right? Right. And and they could still be in your church, and you can still stay in your church with yes. other people, okay? <laughs> They're not everyone. You can't. We cannot lump everyone under one roof. And not have... Into the same bowl of nuggets. Right. Everyone's on a different, like, part of their spiritual journey, if you will. Spiritual we are road not trip, like a bowl of buffalo wings, where everybody's the same flavor, right? Okay? Like not everybody's hot and spicy at church. Some people are, but some people are mild, and some people have no sauce, and some people like ranch, right? Like you and I are—I don't know where the hot wing thing came in. I know, but, but I like saying. it. <laughs> so you and I are same but different, right? We we communicate in different ways, and so I could be really offensive to people that would absolutely adore you, and. I don't think you'd be offensive to people ever, but you know, some oh, people might I totally like. am offended. I have totally offended people. Oh gosh, send them my way. Ah! You, you think you've been offended? <laughs> but y'all, so here's the thing. If somebody has offended you in church, like she said, and, and it matters to you, and that relationship is important to you, yeah. go back and just yeah. talk to them because I'm sure that that would actually grow your relationship deeper that you feel like you can have that conversation. Also, if you are leaving the church, you are really going to leave all those people with that person? That vicious person, like, come on, <laughs> we gotta, you know what I mean? We gotta kind of balance it out. Like there are going to be broken people everywhere you go. So don't be surprised they're in church. Try to be an unbroken one. Yeah. Just try though, because it's not going to ever be perfect. But if the church has hurt you to the point that it triggers you mm -hmm. to walk into a church building, yeah. if seeing this particular person triggers you, you, and it's becoming a spiritual roadblock for you, First of all, you're probably not doing that church any good by showing up because we can feel that, right? right? And so you're adding to that wave of negativity in the church that we don't need. And I would never want anyone to be in a position where the, the situation was a stumbling block for them to grow in their relate. Like if you can't even focus on the message yes. and being present with the Lord, I implore you to find a place where you can. And that place might not be in a church building for a while. But I highly recommend that you are still spending your time with God probably more frequently and make it a goal to get back into a Christian worship setting. 
It might be a home church. It might be a small group. It may never, ever be a big corporate Sunday worship again, but you've got to plug in with other people because that's how we get better. It is so true. It's where we bounce, you know, what the Lord is sharing with us and what's on our hearts. When we're praying for one another, when Mm -hmm. we're coming, he created us for this to come alongside one another. So find those other godly people in your life where you do feel safe, where you do feel heard and loved, not the group that tells you everything you want to hear, because that's not love. (laughs) When you're going in the wrong direction, you want people to say, um, this is a one way street and you're going the wrong way. You're about to have a head on collision. You want those people to tell you, and those are the loving people in your life. But please find those people. Please don't, please don't, judge God based on my actions or mine or anybody or anyone else's we are all as as I'm sure you are doing the best we can most days hopefully most of us are trying to do the best we can some people just ain't trying at all (laughs) that's two times I've used the word ain't today and I don't know what that's about but anyway um at least it's not a cuss word you know what I think ain't is in the dictionary now I remember when we were kids it used to be like you can't say ain't because ain't in the dictionary. Mm-hmm. Ain't ain't in the dictionary something, but now it is. Yeah, there's a lot of things in the dictionary, though, that probably shouldn't be. <laughs> so, y'all, here's the deal. Intention matters. Look at the person's heart. If you don't know their heart, then they're not even close enough to throw shade at you. So just let it roll, right? Yeah, it's hard. It is. Oh, it's, it's hard. hard to be a duck and just let that stuff, just that water, just shake off your back sometimes. But that's where... Your godly friends come in. Mm-hmm. You know, talk it out with them, not as gossip, but just like, help me work this out. Pray with me. I got to get over this. I got to move on. Yes. And not let this interfere. Like, how? I mean, what? Never let those person get a, that person or that situation get a leg up on you and your relationship with God. Never. Like, I will just get, just try to be stubborn about that. Like, I will not let you yes. ruin my relationship with the Lord because you ain't Jesus. Essentially, you're saying. That's three. That's three. <laughs> what is wrong with me? Essentially, you're saying, like, that person is bigger than God in my life. Right. And we've all been there. I'm, we're not. Oh, listen. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's why we can talk about it. Yeah. Because <laughs> we're experts. We're yeah. pros. We've been there. But I've also been on both sides. Uh-huh. And yep. so have you. Yes. So don't be afraid to go back. Yeah, don't be afraid to go back. Most importantly, stay in the Word. Talk to God constantly. Um, find out what God's Word says. And when you read God's Word, you figure out what God's character is and who He is. And then it makes things like that more discernible. Absolutely. So, girls, you got this. Yeah. And just go out there and do your thing this week and stay close to Jesus and don't use the word ain't. And don't go out there guns a-blazing this week. <laughs> I was going to say, wow, look at you growing. Just this week because <laughs> of the podcast. Oh, there you next go. Next week, it's a free-for-all. Yeah, next week, you just never know <laughs> what your permission slip may be. That's right. <laughs> Thanks for joining us this week on The Center of the Center.